Style Banter. This is Amberly with Sarah Kim, and we have Martin again! Yay! And we also want to wish a happy belated Hanukkah, because this is actually coming out a week after Hanukkah, but we are reading a Hanukkah-themed book. So today we are going to discuss The Matzo Ball, which this is by Jean Meltzer, and it was published in 2021. And this is, I believe, her first novel. And another thing that I thought was worth noting before we start discussing this is she, on the back of the book, identifies the fact that she has a chronic illness, which is clearly a big inspiration for the main character. So, with that, the plot of the book is Rachel has a secret love for Christmas. The only problem is that she is the daughter of a rabbi. She's built a career writing over 20 Christmas stories and no one in her life knows. Now her ed- editor wants a Hanukkah story. She has to turn her ex She has to turn to her ex-childhood boyfriend for inspiration when he hosts the matzah ball. Matzah ball, matzah ball, matzah ball, yeah. matzah ball. Stop <laughs> so, saying it. <laughs> so first, welcome back, Martin. Thank you. We're, we're excited to have you, which, uh, full disclosure, you only got an eighth of the yeah, way through. <laughs> but you're here really hard. To, to, to give commentary. Um, so we'll start there. What did you think of the eighth you read? Uh, so I... I there's a huge automatic turnoff for books for, for me when there's a very obvious author self-insert. Um, I think parts of it were interesting. Like, The Chronic Illness, I think, was handled very well. And I feel like you can't really talk about that kind of stuff without having some experience. But having the character also be an author and all that stuff, it's, I don't I don't always enjoy those kinds of, like, very, very obvious author self-inserts. I think it's kind of a kind of a cop-out as far as storytelling goes. Yeah, it, it definitely makes the main character feel like you're just reading a weird idealization I, of the author. I honestly got to the end and went, okay, so which uh, Christmas book author is this Jewish <laughs> woman? Um, and this is her coming out to the world that she's actually Jewish writing Christmas books. I, I wanted to know. That's, that's kind of what it felt like. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't even finish it, that's what it felt like. <laughs> I mean, from 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 page one, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What about you, Sarah? What did? How did you feel about the, the book? I thought it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> She's just eating chocolate to like. <laughs> We're still polishing off our Halloween candy, so yeah. Yes. It's late November. <laughs> You mean no, early Jan- December. December. Sorry, sorry. Oh, God, you guys I'm are so terrible with time. Are. I am going to get you the whiteboard, as previously mentioned, and, like, cross out Several what episodes you could... Several weeks ago. <laughs> Bravo. 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 That is the first time you guys have gotten timing right in terms of it. Yes, that episode was two weeks ago. I mean, to their credit, I promised to be on the, the episode after I was on the first time. Wait, you didn't even... Time. It's a loose concept. Um, uh, uh, okay, so you didn't like it. <laughs> she is still chewing. <laughs> no. She's like, why did you pick me? There's no food over there. Why did you pick me? Caramel. <laughs> okay, fine. Um, oh, I'll start with my, or I'll continue with myself and then we'll come back around because I didn't have as much hatred towards this book as these guys do. I was indifferent. Um, there are aspects of the book that I really liked. 
And then there are things like the main character being an author and the love interest really just being a weird, like, other facet of oneself um, that just kind of made it kind of awkward and weird. And there were some plot elements that were a bit forced, like the whole turning what I, I assume was a giant baseball costume, like a literal baseball costume being the object of a baseball, let me be clear. There, there's actually a, a mascot that's a baseball. I know, that's why I'm saying yeah. the weirdness of then turning that into a giant matzo ball. Yeah, you didn't read that oh, far. Yeah, she got forced into wearing a giant matzo ball and she had to roam around in the matzo ball. For a high-end event. For a high-end event that the creator made the night before on a whim. Out of like hot glue and actual, actual matzo, which is definitely not like the, a which is disgusting. Or yeah. Yeah. gonna attract cockroach, yeah, other yeah. vermin. Yeah, and then she manages to. The New York it's Mr. Met. Manages to roll into the ten foot menorah. Yeah. And then they were <laughs> I love it. Oh, you missed so, so much. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> okay, but, but let's make it okay. worse. She's stuck, she's in the matzo ball, she's in a room with children that are engaging in active warfare against her. <laughs> she tries to escape the room and can only do so going backwards, gets stuck, then crouches down inside the giant matzo ball and springs herself backwards. It's only to proceed to roll. launches her out of the room. She slides down a ramp of some sort and hits a giant, not glass, acrylic, acrylic menorah. No, 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 no. The, the acrylic box that the menorah sits on. Okay, whatever. I don't know. I don't know. And then she died because she smashed her body against acrylic? No, 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 no. <laughs> she was in the matzo right, ball. She was, she was cushioned by Mr. Met's head. Um, but yeah, that no. That sounds it, so wrong. <laughs> but no, you missed so I, much. I, I, I'm not regretful of that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you... you Pieced out at a really good time. <laughs> you did, you did. It, it was such a ridiculous scenario. I was, I, I mean, almost stopped. I there. forgot she was a writer for one thing. Like for most of the book, I yeah. completely forgot that detail because it was not relevant. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> she's got to write. She's got to write a ha- ha- Hanukkah book now. And she needed inspiration, and so the because, matzo ball was the inspiration. She was a successful Christmas author for twenty books, and but, like, but over a but, period of like ten years. Yeah, but, but turning those Hanukkah. <laughs> Constantly. Hanukkah isn't magical. She needed Jacob to teach her that Hanukkah is magical. <laughs> Jacob, I mean, just if we're gonna... the handsome fella who I don't who, even know. Who, who, he has who reddish fell? hair. No, he he also brown. Has, he has auburn hair, but she also oh. describes it as reddish in a okay. second sentence. We don't okay. know what color his eyes are. He has them. We don't know what color. <laughs> and he is tall. Yes, 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 yes he was tall. But, so those okay, are his no, no, chiseled jaw. No, she wait, couldn't help but wait, look him up and down the first time she saw him. Wait, but. in our family, this guy, she, they go on and on and on and on and on about how tall he is. He was six foot. I mean, to be fair, one of the characters they introduced early on was five foot four in heels. Like I know, but you're six foot. I'm six foot four. Four, five, whatever yeah. height you actually are. 
I always laugh when they like, finally like, got to the point where they said, "Yes, he's six, six feet tall." tall. I'm like, "What the fuck?" Six feet and <laughs> I know where are those inches? No, no, I mean, that is not acceptable. Let's be fair. Let's be fair. In the United States, which this book does take place in New York, in the United States, five foot eleven is average. So technically speaking, six foot is in just above life, average. If you six two you are not tall this is really funny because in the previous episode we had to discuss height and you don't know this because you weren't there yeah. and i named it at five foot ten because i think it's actually five foot ten, five foot ten, ten. yeah well let me see here women used to be five foot five now it's five foot six is the average i mean if we're talking like nordic nations that would be laughable like yeah, that would, yeah. you wouldn't even... five foot nine oh is average men's height <laughs> So I no, that's men. That's men. But, but it would put him way above. It is, but it's but in our lives, in my life, it, five that is foot not four tall. is the average height for women. Yeah, I don't nine. think that's accurate. This was as of 2018 from the okay. Center of Diseases and Control Prevention. Okay. It's the CDC. We should trust yeah, the CDC. I, I, I feel like most people tend to over That's my average. Yeah, yeah. That's my my max <laughs> plug. But usually romantic heroes, if they're tall, they're like six foot, like, like two, 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 three. I, I would five. say that the, the, the vast majority of people would consider six foot two attractively tall. Yeah. Like in that, in that, and so that it would be a quality of the person and the fact that they are tall. Anything less than that, that's not really like attractively tall. It's just like, okay, you're a bit above average. And I think anything above six foot two, most people wouldn't even qualify that as like attractively tall, just so much as just like really tall. <laughs> you're just, you're just really tall. You're just really tall. No, 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 you. You're just really tall. There's no attractiveness to it's it. Just, just it's tall. Just a, it's just a facet of my being is that I'm really tall. <laughs> But like I wouldn't somebody six foot I wouldn't look at them and go wow yeah you're tall it's like you're just be like oh okay, okay well you would be going oh I'm looking, I'd be down, looking down, down at you, them dude. Yeah. By, by like inches almost, almost like, a almost half a foot yeah, yeah. Like. Uh, meanwhile I don't notice and <laughs> I'm five foot three and yeah. yeah but that's because your dad's six foot three six foot two six foot three yeah you six foot three six foot four six foot five six foot six whatever not six foot six six or five six foot eight i almost said six foot eight she's five eight no she's five nine oh is she five nine okay and then she puts on those heels and she's oh my god six four but tower over all of you yeah even remotely as tall as me well, we don't know that six four is an accurate height this, this is because true. everyone true. has to measure you from down, this, not this up. This is true. Um, so doctors measure me at six foot four, so that's yeah. generally what I go for. Yes. Um, otherwise, though, she's like six foot two, six foot three. The two of you actually are pretty comparable in height when she puts on the big heels. Are you saying she's six foot two when she's wearing the heels? Yeah. Yes. yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Easily. I think she was that tall. Easily. Yeah. How tall are you? Five seven. Oh, okay. I'm short. Five foot three. I'm apparently You're above average. average. I'm, I'm almost average. Yet when I tell people I'm five foot three, okay. Well, there's two. There's two things to, that happens. I actually had this conversation at the library the other day. There are people who look at me and they go, "You're only five foot three." Which you did that one time when I told you my height, and you're like, "No, no, you're taller than five foot three. Hmm. And I went, "No, I'm, I'm." I'm being generous here. I'm most decidedly five foot three. And, and the woman's like, the, the coworker was like, no, no, you don't, you don't feel like you're five foot three. You don't. See, I think this actually might stem to why the author picked six foot because yeah. the number and the actual like height of it, like 
like I'm very tall, but a lot of people who know me don't think of me as being particularly tall. And so yeah. the number and the actual like perception of height are very, very different. Most people wouldn't describe you as exceptionally short, even yeah. though you're below average. Like, yeah. Most people would think the number five foot three exceptionally short. Short, yeah. Most people looking at you would not yeah. see you as exceptionally short. So I, I feel like a lot of people who aren't around tall people and don't have that constant interaction of like, okay, you're six foot, you're six foot four. Six foot, like as a number, sounds really tall. Yeah. But like in reality, when you look at them, they're not that tall. Like yeah. They're they're just sort of well, like a normal height. And then there's always how people carry themselves. And exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Particularly me, I don't. I stand up tall. I You're have welcome. a tall pro- presence. You're welcome. So people like expect me to be five foot six. Because I, I had someone who was like, "Yeah, you're like five foot seven, right?" And I'm like. <laughs> Uh, no, not even close. That's a good four inches on what I have. <laughs> I don't even think these shoes give me another inch. So, n- no, no, you very thank you, but n- no. And then they see my sister, and they're like, they've got me pegged at five foot seven, and they're looking at her like she's easily like six foot one, and she's like, no, don't do that to me. <laughs> and I get the same thing with with guys all the time that they're like. Well, I have to be six foot, so you got to be like what six, seven, six, eight, and I'm like, I think you have a bit of an overestimation of exactly how tall you are. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so yes, this character was the the height was amusing. His description was amusing. Um, I personally have the belief that like, so this book was written from both Rachel and Jacob's perspective. Rachel being the main character, Jacob being the main love interest. And what I found was Rachel was very, like, self-loathing and just thought very little of herself and was very unoptimistic of the world. And then Jacob was too optimistic. And I feel like, really, this wasn't... considering their backgrounds, it should have been the the exact opposite. If you're actually looking at it psychologically, it should have been the exact opposite. Except my argument is I don't really, like, I think this was written as if it was a traditional man-woman love story, Mm -hmm. but I think really this would have been better off if it had been not a romance. Yeah. If it had been a story about someone coming to terms with who they actually are in society and what values they have. Um, if the author had focused more on the effects of the chronic chronic illness and having to overcome those situations and the fact that when you're in that kind of state, you do need someone to be your cheerleader. Um, but and she had just, a great cheerleader. Yeah, well, but, well, and that's the thing is, 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 if, if it had been the focus on learning to be loved by everyone in her life and feeling that love, I think this would have been a stronger story. And I'll, I'll say this is, I don't have this chronic illness. I had to, however, have depression. And so a lot of the descriptions, and this is the only reason why I liked the book better than these guys did, is the tiredness, the scale of tiredness, the trying to tackle these situations when you know how much they're going to deplete you. Have we said what she had? She had chronic fatigue fatigue syndrome. syndrome. Yeah, she had chronic fatigue syndrome. But the descriptions that were used for chronic fatigue syndrome, while I do not have that in that level of physical pain necessarily, I wholeheartedly could identify with the struggle with depression of, okay, I've got to get out of bed this morning. Okay, if I do this, is that going to take away? Is that going to add? Okay, can I, I like handle that? She, she equated it to a, a, a kind of like D&D, a numbers yeah. game. She, sure. she was playing a, a numbers game, video game, 
you and know, that's, it'll that's be a, depression. Net, a, a minus this, it'll plus this, and and that's how she figured out how she was gonna go through her day. But yeah, yeah. I, I I thought that aspect of this book was fantastic. Yeah, talking mm-hmm. about the chronic illness and and people's disregard for some illnesses that are you can't see them. Yeah, honestly, that was the only thing that really kind of kept me going as far as I got in the book. Um, but I feel like at a certain point it seem more like window dressing around the character rather than yeah. the actual facet of the character. Yeah. It, just, yeah. it got yeah. less Well, and because less she managed to go through three quarters of it before she was ever knocked out. Yeah. And then she, she does ultimately get to where she can't get Which out Which I figured she would yeah. eventually. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's uh, Chekhov's gone. You can't yeah. have the entire book go oh, we've without... Had, we've had... I, I know. We've but, had other but books. <laughs> reading, reading a little bit about her, about her background, she does have some professional training as far as, as writing goes. So right. I, I would yeah. find it hard to believe with somebody that kind of background yeah. would write a story like that so even from the get-go the second it was mentioned i assumed that eventually but yeah but it felt like it wasn't talked about very much like it got brought up a lot but i don't feel like there was a lot of consequences to this aspect of her character so i will say and again i obviously don't have the exact same thing um because i know you guys are like oh man she just managed to go and go and then she dropped I, i i can say from my experience with depression is I can force myself to go, 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 go. And I've actually, I, I had the experience the last couple of days. I've been doing a lot of library shifts. I've been doing a lot of tutoring. I was going for a week straight, doing podcast recording, reading and stuff. And then I just hit a day and it was a wall. And so I don't know if this is accurate to chronic fatigue syndrome but if it's anything similar to that emotional state with depression you can force yourself to go the problem is then you you hit a stop yeah Yeah. so my issue with it also having suffered from depression for a number of years is not necessarily that like there wasn't external stuff going on Mm -hmm. but like you still have that internal monologue of of like what's going on why you're doing what you're doing why you're pushing yeah and i I just felt like that wasn't there yeah i think i I feel like the character itself should have thought more about i think the author thought the 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 um actions she was describing was enough to take us to the point where we understood that I didn't want to she overwhelm was you. Yeah, yeah. I just didn't feel her motivations were all that. They were valid motivations. Yeah. So, but, let's, I mean, let's talk about her overall motivation. She's a Jewish girl from a strictly practicing, not, they're not, 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 not orthodox. Yeah, not, not orthodox. orthodox, not Hasidic, but um, strictly practicing Jewish family. But she had raised a, exclusively in a Jewish community. Yeah. And, but she had an event that happened in her childhood and discovered Christmas. And that has become her motivation in life because well, she was, started writing Christmas books. And it was her coping mechanism for her disease because that's what happened. Is, is yeah. She got sick she and got then she, diagnosed, yeah. she, she fell into obsessing over Christmas, which, again, I could totally understand. There yeah. are times when I become very focused in on something because... That's your Sorry. escape. It's escape. Yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's the, the same thing as when people will get really into D anD D. It's the same thing. Yeah, people get really into all sorts of very reading weird books hobbies. nonstop. Reading books nonstop. You know, there's, there's oh no, it's totally a control. <laughs> like yeah, it's, yeah. there are there are tons of TikToks joking about the fact that it, it's an escapism with yeah. with oh, chronic yeah. mental illness. So yeah, but, but I did. I felt the whole premise of suddenly her. Books aren't selling as much. I'm, I'm sorry that I don't really feel that. If you have a fan base of Christmas books, or no, it's not even a fan base. It's, it's, there is a, 
aesthetic out there in American culture where Christmas is a thing. And if people are watching one Christmas movie, they're watching all the Christmas movies. If they're reading Hallmark. one Christmas, Hallmark. <laughs> if they're reading one Christmas I'm sure book, they mentioned Hallmark. Yeah, yes, yeah. they did. If they're reading one Christmas book, they're reading them all. So that was manufactured. That didn't feel realistic to me. And then suddenly they decide she's going to write a Hanukkah book because she's Jewish. That felt really yeah, manufactured feel to me. Really forced because I feel like if you've already written twenty books on the subject, like. And she there's still it. a market for it. Yeah. I mean, there's never not going to be a market for Christmas stuff. And then the other thing is that the, the we'll call them the fan base, for lack of a better term, um, I don't see people who religiously read romantic Christmas novels wanting a Hanukkah novel. Like, I just don't see it happening. It, like, you're, you're approaching it, an entirely different market for no apparent really reason. And all the Jewish characters mention Hanukkah is such a minor yeah, holiday. Yeah, yeah that, like and even, she even should have said that. Yeah, yeah. it's like, well, no, there's that, no, that's this not what this is. Yeah. yeah, but it does. I think it did a great thing of pointing out that. Cause, okay, full disclosure, none, none of us, us are, are Jewish. Jewish. <laughs> but if you were to ask us, like, oh, what Jewish holidays do you know? Hanukkah would be the first thing that we as a non-Jewish right. entity, because I would say that in Yom, Yom Kippur and Passover. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are the only ones that I could like say. So, so I do I do work with a Jewish coworker. He's not a religiously practicing Jewish coworker, but he was raised religiously Jewish. And so I have I have some very, very passing information on it, but even still, like as as a Jewish author writing a book about a Jewish holiday, I just I think it's a bit odd that if it is such a minor holiday, why not take the opportunity to pick a more prevalent, pro- prevalent yeah, or prominent yeah. holiday? Something like, that's actually going to highlight your religion. Yeah. But I will say at the same time, as a devil's advocate in this, is this book did a wonderful job of showing... Jewish culture oh, yeah. with the awareness that one, she didn't feel the author did not feel the need to explain it to us. No. It simply was. Except for in one specific point. Yeah. Um, and two, the recognition that because I've seen this on TikTok, it, it, people are picking this up and reading it. I, I sent you a video of someone who wants to read it because they went, "Oh, Hanukkah! I love Christmas books. I will, I'll read a Hanukkah one. You know, I'll let me let me check my diversity here." Um, I mean, that's part of why we picked it up is we were like, oh, Hanukkah, we were going to look at holiday books. And, you know, there were other holidays in that month. Ronan's up. Um, <laughs> I think uh, your dad left. Yeah. So, so I think at the same time, this whole being a Hanukkah book and we're like, oh, she should have picked something better. I think that's a commentary on the fact that oh, it's yes. very much. Well, and, it, and it's actually addressed in there. That, yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's what's going to sell to a bigger population. Cool. Yeah. 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 Um, but I do love the fact that she does not, the author, in, at any point, we are required to pick up the context of Jewish culture within the book. We are not being told, you know, Oh, it's Hanukkah, you know, when this and this and this, and we aren't given an eight-page background. I will say that we one get a lot of background when she's at home for her dinner, the Shabbat dinner. There's so much there. Yeah, but like, we're not okay. being given the history. I feel like it's, it. not, it's not like force-fed to you. It's sort of just like I think the thing that comes across really, really well in this story is context clues for pieces yeah. of Hanukkah yes, of, of, of Jewish culture, in that it, she doesn't sit down and go. 
Hanukkah. This is the history of it. This is, like, the explanation. It's very context clue of, like, okay, there are certain things she says outright, um, like the fact that it's it's in reference to uh, the eight days. Or yeah. Whatever. And so, like, there are, there are things that I feel like you have to explicitly say, but a lot of stuff, like, especially very specific Jewish terms that are in Hebrew, she doesn't ex- give a definition or explain it. It's entirely up to you to figure out from the context well, clues what she's talking about. And, and I think and she it's, does, it's, a it does a good really, job really of good putting job. within the story. So when she does provide an explanation she comes up with a way for it to be with it's very organic the story yeah. yeah it's very well, very and, organic yeah. and the best example i can think of this is the mother at one point goes oh yeah and the shabbat timers are in the top drawer and i was like what are shabbat timers i don't why, why would you mean well, that why, why is there what is a timer for and then later on they were like oh yeah you know because we can't touch light switches and stuff and i went <gasps> shabbat yep nope there are people who can't touch electricity okay now I remember what a Shabbat timer. But at the time, I was like, can you can you explain a Shabbat timer? Because I was picturing, like, I don't know what I was picturing. <laughs> little little uh, 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 chicken clocks. Yeah. I, was like, time. I was like, you you need a timer to remind you when Shabbat ends? <laughs> I, I, and I'm like, that's got to be an impressive timer if it's, like, tracking, like, almost a 25-hour period. What? What? And then I was like, oh, and then because then it was, you know, oh, the Shabbat timers turned off everything in the kitchen at midnight. And I was like, I also like like the drop of the Yiddish words and it's words. Some of them we've heard. We hear them regularly. Mm -hmm. They're just part of uh, American lexicon. Yeah. Um, And then there were others that I'd never Mm -hmm. heard before. And you it wasn't she didn't say the word and then say it in English. No, she just said the word and you're like, okay, wait a minute. What is she talking about? What is she saying about this person? What is she not saying about this person? Okay, now I have a general meaning of that Yiddish word. Obviously, I don't know the word, and I wouldn't dare to use it in in spoken oh, I, language. If, if you were like, oh, can you tell me what this means? I'd be like, mm, no, no. no, I think I have an idea, but let's not make me do that. No, the context was very strong. That was yeah. one of my favorite parts of the little that I did read. Which yeah. would have is where we go back to, it would have been better not as a romance story. Yeah. yeah. But Sarah, we <laughs> Sarah's quiet. Yeah. We talk a lot. So, I mean, because you were saying you felt like it was very, like, explanatory. So you, you didn't feel like it was tackled well in describing the culture at all? How come? Oh, God. It was so, it was just stupidly dense. It was like she'd make some statement about the character and then she would just spend, like, several paragraphs or more going like doing a flashback like to the camp or Jacob's mom being dead dying no but those are the characters not the culture right yeah okay well there was all the Shabbat stuff okay and it just it got to the point where at first I was like this is really interesting and then as it went on I was like I just like started drifting off honestly because I felt like I was reading almost not a textbook but similar in that way where it was just Mm. Which I get, like, people probably aren't going to know a ton about Shabbat, her target audience, but at the same time, I was like, is this going to actually be relevant, or is she just putting all this in? When I got annoyed with that was when the grandmother went to the main character's house, and they had the discussion about the Holocaust, and her process of escaping the Holocaust. It, that felt non-organic. It felt very explaining the Holocaust, um, and mm. and I think people know enough about the Holocaust. It, it, it was a different perspective because she did escape the Holocaust. There was yeah. a way that she got out, and it explains how they became French. Yeah. Um, 
but I mean, they're still Jewish, but they grew, they ended up living in France. Um, but yeah, it, I mean, it was interesting, but actually they didn't grow up in France. He grew up in France because his mother was from France. She came to the United States as uh, the grandmother came as a child. Oh, that's right. Cause she's the, she's the, yeah, she Father's she mother. she was part of the program that allowed children to be fostered in the United right, States, right, right. Um, in order to get them away from but, the triggers. Yeah, and I think that's what we were going for was that yeah. program, and I yeah. and I think that's what that whole long description of everything that she did. So I'm um, gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna defend that there, because it starts with I want you to have the these earrings, mm-hmm. um, and she goes, oh, but these are diamonds, and she says, no, they're glass. Right. However, I would say easily. Easily in any other book, if a grandparent, it's particularly in romances, if someone gives you a piece of jewelry, they usually tell you why it's important. And while, yes, in this case, it was the Holocaust, which we're, you know, Again, inclined it's, it's, to potentially roll our eyes at. And, and, no, and, no, 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 no. Well, not roll our eyes at Holocaust, but like feeling that's the need to. That's not what I'm saying. Okay. What I'm saying is, yes, that was interesting. And I yeah. learned from it. It felt like a history lesson. That was the least organic feeling so, portion so of it to what me. I'm, what I'm hearing is not necessarily that it shouldn't have been in there, but the way it was tackled was yes. not. Okay. I, I didn't okay. feel It didn't feel organic. Okay. It, having the grandmother there mm-hmm. didn't feel organic. Why she, this 90-some-odd, yes, she travels the world. Why this 97-90-some-odd-year-old woman would traipse across New York... How did she know she lived there? How did she get into the building? They addressed how everybody else got into so, the secured building. How did she get into the building to knock on her door? So I'm gonna I'm gonna argue again, uh, uh, it, and I only because I, I I think the intent of the grandmother was almost and and there's almost and like a subtle nod to it towards the beginning is if this was a Christmas romance yes, book, yes. just just a second. You'd have the magical Santa that yes. that enlightens, and I think so. The grandmother yes. was supposed to be the the equivalent yes. of the magical Santa. Yes. So yes. we were supposed to suspend our disbelief at her being oh. able to find the the house, and and to then say if this was a Christmas book that would be acceptable. I think no, I'm not saying. I, yeah. I'm saying that wouldn't work in a Christmas book either. Oh, I, I would say it that it's a common trope in Christmas books. Yeah. Yes. We can argue yeah, whether or not I'm it's effective, saying, but yeah. it is a very common trope. I'm just trying to come at this in, in supporting Sarah's point of view. Oh, yeah, yeah. And going back to what Martin said about things feeling organic, that didn't feel organic. And yes, I okay, I'll wave the Christmas magic wand so, or the Hanukkah <laughs> magic wand and say she's, yes, clearly she I, was there to push yeah. I would argue that this book suffers from an identity crisis and that it doesn't know whether or not to be a rom- romance novel first or a holiday book first. Yeah. Because, like, I feel like, and I maybe there's a huge thing for Christmas romance novels. There is. There is. Oh, God, I hate that. I was going to say, I don't know if that's a thing. Oh, no, okay, okay. I have to share this because this is, this is hilarious. I was working on reading this at the library, and this woman comes up, and it's this older woman. She was very sweet. And she was trying to check out her books and the checkout machine like freaked out. It restarted on her. And so we were trying to help her make sure her books were checked out. And one of her books was a Christmas book. And my coworker was like, oh, well, um, because I, I just like because I just scanned it, it says it actually has to go to this person that it's actually their hold now. And she's like, no, 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 no. This is the only reason why I came in today. This book. And she's like, there is a wait list. I want this book. And she, she looked like she was on the verge of tears. She looked like she was panicking. Boy. I was trying to defend her because she's like, I want it. It was like called Dear Santa or something. Like she, she wanted it. Was she on the wait list? 
luckily the machine had checked her out and it was actually checked out to her and, and we just had she thought it was coming back in and yeah so it was, so it was giving a heads up that it would be going to this next hold however we hadn't checked it back in so it was still checked out to her we were just having difficulty realizing that the communication had happened between when the machine restarted versus when um we were then scanning it yeah. but no she it was a, a thing it was a thing and she was about ready to go into a full-blown panic I could tell that was her December read. This was the book she had picked. This was what she was reading for the Poor next Martin. three weeks. I'm, I'm, I was going to say, say that. Yeah, no, my entire point is completely moot with that. I, yeah, I, yeah, it's a thing. I, that's weird. Um, and what was your point? I was going to say that... that um, Oh, what was my point? Ad- uh, identity crisis. Identity crisis, and that, and that, like, there are some things that I feel like work for romance novels, and some things that work for Christmas stories, and that there was too much overlap but apparently that's a thing it so, is a thing but and it's what drew us to the book was okay we're gonna get a christmas story or a holiday story or a holiday, holiday story. story oh sorry yeah. i apologize yeah. um but we were gonna get that holiday holiday romance and, yeah. and that's what that's what we were doing and we liked the idea that it was going to come from a different point of view so this is not it, our negativity on this book is not a reflection of hanukkah or any of that. No, and the book's honestly, not well written. I think the book was finely written. I think that you only I know. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say. I didn't, okay. I didn't get all I could. I just so start from, taking so, notes hold, hold until on, halfway through. Hold, hold on, let me say my piece. <laughs> yes. I will say, from what I read, it wasn't poorly written no. in so much that I don't. I dislike the genre. I've never read in the genre before. This is kind of my first broach into any sort of holiday romance novel. It's honestly probably my first broach into. A romance, romance novel. <laughs> and I think that's a lot of where I came from. I'm like, I'm not really enjoying this. This isn't really my cup of tea. Like, a lot of it seemed really contrived. Like, it's very common tropes and, like, the, the jaw-dropping uh, uh, romantic Oh, lead. could he have been any more gorgeous? Oh, my God. Like, that, <laughs> that was probably the bit. I read a little bit further than that, but that was probably the bit that I kind of went, you know what, I'm, I'm not going to be able to get through this. I... But, but like, I feel like it, that yeah. this book, I'm not the target audience for this book <laughs> at all, at all, in any on regard. many, many facets. Um, and many he facets. what? What were you to say? Oh, that he's like a 20 year old. Well, not 20. He's closer to 30. Yeah. Um, or he turns like a CEO of this oh, of his know. own company named yeah. after him. Multi millionaire for oh, throwing yeah. parties. And, and, yeah, for throwing parties. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, can I? Can I? Can I then just yeah. go off on that? He then can't handle his own party and she comes and saves the fucking party. With the magic of Christmas because she loves it so much. Because she's written Christmas books. I'm like, how? What? How? How the fuck can anyone plan an extensive society altering party because they wrote Christmas books? But the other thing I'll say on that, having not read that far into the book, um, (laughs) I I feel like that's kind of a, a contrived sort of plot point in that, I'm sorry, if you're getting to the point where you're throwing a New York holiday party for the, like, rich and famous, yeah, you're not, you don't mess that up. Like, no. you're, you're not. And, and yet he stuffed her into a homemade matzo ball yeah, costume. Like, like, that doesn't make any sense. Exactly. Like, like, yeah. he, he and those are the points to, that we struggle with. Yeah. yeah. Like, that, that makes absolutely no sense. Like, if it was, if it was anywhere other than New York and any, anything had, other than for the rich and famous. Had it like, gotten to the point where the party was clearly falling apart. And it was because they couldn't source good Hanukkah stuff. stuff. Which I think is supposed to be commentary on the fact that, yes, if you look at Hanukkah sections, it's an afterthought. Right. 
However, had she been the motivation to get him instead of panicking because he's in an, he's in the his his former hometown. Yeah. He's he's dealt with his father, all of this stuff. Had she been the motivation to get him to get his button gear and get it under control, I would have bought that. Or but she replanned the fucking party and fixed it. What I would have bought is if there had been some sort of like source problem or something like that and she went, "Okay, Let's turn to my mother. Let's right. turn to my father. Let's turn to the Jewish community. Because I can believe wholeheartedly if she had gone, hey, I need your guys' help. Where's the quality equipment at? The problem with that is his aide was a practicing Jew. Yeah. And that's the person that was sourcing the crap material. Yeah. And shouldn't they have been, they, they would have been working this a long time ago. So they yeah. would have been able to get all yeah, the, the timeline yeah. time on this doesn't make sense either. Yeah. yeah. There would have been samples of everything yeah. they were putting up but there. This, I feel like... This stems from the problem of a person writing a story about planning a massive, like, party and $100,000 party, having never planned a massive $100,000 party. We're talking multi million dollar yeah, yeah. party. Potentially, yeah. yeah. Um, so, like, you're writing from a place of complete inexperience, and clearly, clearly not enough research was, was put into well, and it. And then she just didn't care. Or she didn't well, care. And it's glaringly obvious, given the other aspects of it, where she has clear insight on. Yeah. Yeah. And so you then have this, like, really, Real like, super white yeah. thing that was, yeah. Because, um, yeah, with this book, it's like, I know it's a romance and I know it's a holiday book, but those elements are really, they feel minor compared to, like, where she knows, like, chronic illness is what stands out. And that's mostly what I remember from it. Like, yeah, and I've, I've read Christmas stories, holiday too, books, yeah. to where it isn't about specifically the holiday. It's about experiencing an experience during the holidays. Yeah. And yes, there's that magical element. And yeah. this is theory, theoretically the 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 stories that she's written, yeah. you know, is and um and and so, you know, it's it yeah, it she should have just been writing about this person's this character's experience in New York at, over Hanukkah and and I thought she was going to because she was talking about how the main character was like, "Oh, I don't I don't feel like there's any magic in Hanukkah. But then she and then, couldn't play but, with the fucking word. But then, but then, um, for those who can't tell, she was pointing tapping at, the, at title the, the, book. the title of the book. She, playing on the title of the matzo ball. Yeah. But anyways, what I was going to say before you started pounding on my book um, <laughs> is, is she then set up where Jacob is like discovering the magic of Hanukkah, of, of the uh, Jewish, you know, culture. And I, I honestly thought we were going to be getting all those little tiny moments where like the two of them have to work together yeah. and and he's going to talk to her and they were going to have conversations and going to have these like really romantic moments. But instead it felt like, and I, I honestly like, because they got to a point where it was like, oh, okay, we're dropping the whole enemies lovers thing, arch nemesis, I'm getting it there. And I, yes. And I was like, okay, and we're just going to flow into these two rediscovering each other and... and their and instead, instead, it became this like constant. We had to on again, off again, on again, off again, on again, off again, on again, off again. Well, then they were on, and then it was, was bam, explode the entire thing. How he could resolve himself to her that book she wrote, yeah. Oh my god, for those because it's the, the something Grinch, I can't the, remember the Hanukkah Grinch, Grinch. yeah. Um, and it was him she was writing. Oh, unequivocally. Like yeah, she did a real she oh my, real hard to disguise that. Yeah. Oh my details. god. And it was Yeah, they'd finally gotten together and he was sitting in her off her Christmas office 
and saw her book and started reading it and realized she was turning Riding him into him. the villain and, of his book. And he was the Christmas Grinch. And he was done. He was, or the he was, Hanukkah. Yeah. See, a lot, of, a lot of the things that I didn't write, read that you guys are talking about seemed like... Like, there's... I feel like there's a way to take tropes and, like, turn them on their head and kind of... Yeah. ...have an interesting commentary on them. They seem, in this book, just to be tropes. Just, like, tropes for tropes' sake. Well, and I was going to say, I think you were like, that's correct. A, that's a very classic trope of, like... Oh, the love interest actually, you know, we, we were writing a bad book about it, or we always, always, all my, but that was before I got to know you kind of crap that. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's what I was going to say. I think, even though you kind of backtracked, I think you are correct on the identity crisis. This book can't decide if it's romance, if it's using Christmas elements, if it's introducing Hanukkah elements. It can't decide on whether it's enemies to lovers, if it's uh, exes getting back together, if it's childhood romance. It is so many things just throwing that, things at the wall and that that like it needed to cut out like half of it and just narrow down on what was good and the other thing the, something that i and it's kind of, i'm going to the matzo ball now because yeah. it, she the writer wanted to play with words in mm-hmm. this and it was irritating the living crap out of me it's like you think you're being cute and coy and clever clever no, you're hitting me over the head with this shit and I'm done with it. <laughs> if I had to, because I listened to it, I didn't yeah. read it, um, because, yeah, I wanted to make my Star Wars ship. Um, she's a Millennium Falcon, for those who are wondering, that she's building <laughs> with Legos, let's be clear. Yep. And we're not talking, like, the cheaper end. No, the big one. one no, the big, big one. one. <laughs> um, I, if I had to hear the, 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 the narrator say the matzo ball one more time, while listening to this thing, I was going to throw my phone across the oh, room. Oh, she kept texting me, and she's like, I'm done. I can't. I can't. And I'm like, I'm how much done. longer do you have? An hour. You can't do an hour. Oh, Fine, I'll do an hour. <laughs> it was it was painful. Um, and there was... It, she made weird writing references. So, Jacob hires an assistant to take care of Rachel. The <laughs> Martha Puffins. Oh! <laughs> Her best friend says you. Sh- he hired you a Martha. I'm like, you're gonna you reference the candy hand? Yes, I'm so glad somebody else called the that. Martha, the oh. matzo ball. We're talking one of the most profound dystopian stories of all time, and you make it as a side comment for a hired servant. Personal assistant. Personal assistant, shoot me in the fucking head. How do you do that? I didn't. Oh, my God. That that was, that was. Okay, so, yeah, and the handmaids tell the Marthas are the people who are responsible for, like, the household running. So you have the handmaids who are responsible for reproducing. You have the owners of the household. The Marthas are. Are the servants. are Are the slaves. Um, so they're the ones going out, getting the groceries, you know, cleaning the house, all that kind of stuff. So they're called the Marthas. And yes, she named the personal assistant Martha and either had someone refer to them as, well, she would call her Martha Poppins to nod on Mary Poppins because she magically came in and made yeah, things better. I got that part. And then the other character says, so you have a Martha. And Mickey, I would, Mickey yeah, Mickey, he, hired, I, it, the, he sent you a Martha? Yeah. That's the exact quote. Because I stopped, and, I and paused, yeah, I backed the whole, up 15 a Martha, seconds and yeah, wrote yeah, it down. Yeah, and I, yeah, like, I caught yes. that and I was like, and that's exactly when I started taking notes. That's yeah. when I got pissed at this book. <laughs> like, oh, right, here we go. It's done. Done. Game over. And she made several other yeah. bit uh, literature references 
that were so out of the scope of the book. What the original is, reference is that. Yeah, it's just like the person that is hired to help you as a personal assistant is not a Martha. Yeah. Oh, anyway. Well, and particularly when you're experiencing a chronic illness and, and they're there with the intent of making your life easier. Yeah. And they're being paid yeah. well. Yeah. I mean. They're not in servitude. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, that was not oh, a, that I was, was a I was bad livid reference. at that point. I saw that one and I was just like, oh God. Yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. But you have you not read, read The Handmaid's Tale? No. Oh, oh, yeah. It's really good. It. It's very good. It's very good. Um, I didn't even know it existed until I went to my master teacher course. Um, and it was one of the, the books that was taught. So these were for, um. What's it called when you you take college level courses? AP. AP level course, and she taught it. Had to send home a letter to all the parents giving permission for the kids to read it because. And then my mother turned around and instantly handed it over to me to read because she I thought did. it was important that I read it. <laughs> it's a it's a very important book. <laughs> and I was like, becomes more, more and more and more important as, as the days go on. Anyway, we're not discussing society. the Handmaid's Tales. I know, but anyway, so yeah, I I. No, it definitely felt like she was throwing all the spaghetti noodles at the wall to see which ones were good. And then to keep it was just <laughs> random ones. So and it's it was, like, yeah, I, I can connect. And it's lines. it's just like every single time we have to refer to Rachel, we have to call her Rachel Rubenstein Goldblatt. Everybody that talks to her calls her Rachel Rubenstein Goldblatt. Every time she refers to herself, she calls herself Rachel Rubenstein Goldblatt. That was said so many I don't know which was said more, the matzo ball or Rachel I mean, Rubenstein Goldblatt. I, I don't having, notice it as much when I'm reading, but yeah. I can't. Having, having only made it an eighth of the way through the book, I had to have read that name 50 or 60 times. Yeah. Yeah. It was like every other it, paragraph. It, and it got worse. It got worse. The more she became pre- prevalent within letting herself back into her Jewish life, the more she referred to herself that way, and the more she referred others referred to her it, that I mean, way. To 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 some credit for how often it's used, I, the author is clearly trying to like impress upon the fact of how important that name is. In you know what? I got community. that in the first chapter. Exactly. So so I get <laughs> why it's getting done. I think it was just a little. It was a way too heavy-handed. Like you didn't need to go that far. We yep. we got that. We got it. Yeah. I mean, there was an entire paragraph dev- devoted just talking about her family history on both yeah. sides and who this important person was and who this important person was and who this important. That person was, was very that 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 whole, was. But interestingly, that would have been enough. Like at interesting, that point. real people, and and I, that's where I got a little weird on this. Is she's talking about real historical people in the Jewish community, granted. It could possibly be that these aren't meant to be the actual historic people, and she's just using the equivalents. The equivalents, but they were names I recognized. Yeah. Um, well, and the other thing that annoyed me is, is the mother was so mistreated. Rachel's mother. Yeah, because she was very patient. She mm, she yeah. she said, "I want you to be here. I want you to meet someone," but the author. And, and maybe this was because in this being about chronic, chronic illness, which she has herself, maybe the mother came too close to her own mother that she didn't want to give her flaws. Mm. But the mother didn't really have flaws. And so it was really hard to understand why Rachel was so 
against what her mother was trying to do. Yeah. Because I'm like, you've got just about the most patient, so to sweetest. Me, that felt like a trope on, um, in maybe trope is not the right word. How a ra- marriages can be not traditionally a re- an arranged marriage. Yeah. In some cultures, it's this random person has talked to your father, and so now you're yeah. going to marry this person. Yeah. But there's a lot Match of matchmaking. Yeah. There's a lot of. I don't, want to use, I don't want to say it poorly. There's a lot of familial manipulation to get you to Matchmaking. marry it, it's a in particular this, person. Yeah. So I think that's why, I think that was a commentary but, on not doing that. And yet she ends up with the person who yeah, but, but to it. But even then, it's just like the, the mother, like I, I could not look at this mother and be like, why are you as a daughter so... Against her, yeah. So against her. And, and I'm like, and it almost feels, like, unfair because you, you've clearly tried to make her a, like, societal perception of what a Jewish mother is like. And then you're not going to give us a valid reason why we might, as a society, be misunderstanding them. Yeah. Um, instead, you've, you've kind of hedged your bets. And then you, I did, though, at the end, like it when she's like, I write Christmas books. And the dad was like... Are we talking about this now? Yeah, the, the whole, I thought we all knew this. Are we? Uh, <laughs> I, I loved that. I was like, oh, that, that's great. The parents totally knew, but they were like, okay, oh, yeah, so we. Yeah, like she got on stage to derail. Well, she already derailed it, but like yeah. the whole lots of all be like, I love Christmas. It's like, who gives a fuck yeah. that you like Christmas? Like, this is not that lots big a deal that like you're Christmas. making it. Yeah. It's yeah. like, oh, you're Jewish and you like Christmas. Okay. Shame upon your family, I guess. Like, the whole idea that it was going to be, like, the worst thing in the world that people found out was well, unbelievable think, from the start. Honestly, the the description of both parents and then their actual, like, how they interacted yeah. was very jarring. They were not... Well, that's okay, what so, I was trying. so let me take this from a, a, a mother's point of view. Um, I think she was actually, actually saying something nice to her own mother. The writer yeah. was saying something nice to her own mother in saying that um, as a child... I'm recognizing that the things you chose to do as you were raising me and as I became a young adult and the things you're saying to me, um, I'm recognizing that maybe you weren't um, being the awful bitch that my teenage and young 20 years thought you were. So let me ask you this. Was there a moment in the book where the main character said anything to that effect? Nope. Okay, because that's where I feel like yeah. had that occurred, I could understand. Yeah, you get, I could understand where that character, the description, and the actions yeah, it, don't work. You get but flashbacks to everything, but nothing like that. Like, yeah, right. Yeah. The camp. So yeah, yeah. If there, like that's a good mom, moment. That's yeah. a really solid character yes. development moment where the main character well, could have acknowledged. Yeah. That. I was saying yeah. is 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 there was what we were being told about the mother, and then when we were being yeah. shown, but I and think, the two did I not. Think that when when she. I think from the writer's point of view, again, I always talk about from the writer's point of view, this is my perception of what I think the writer may have been doing. Um, I think when she accepted her culture and she accepted the one that her mother wanted her matched with, I think that was that conversation without having that yeah. conversation. I know, yeah. it, it I, was lacking. Yeah, I, yeah, I was going to say, I just feel like possibly that's that's what was happening, but like we can't know that for certain. Yeah. yeah. And also, if that is what happened that's very ineffective like that doesn't it is. that doesn't convey from coming reading so so if we're going to talk about perspective because then we can then say okay every book comes from a perspective <laughs> and one of those perspectives is the reader 
And as a reader who is a mother who has gone, raised children through teenage years into young adulthood and heading into mid-adulthood, um, I could see it. So from my perspective, it felt okay. Because very rarely do you get the child that finally comes up to you and says, thank you. Let's also it wasn't keep, awful. Let's also keep in mind, though, that this is a holiday book. I like, know. It should be. Yes. moments well, are yes. supposed yes. to be like there. Agree, the agree, agree. Like, Except was, for it shouldn't have been a holiday book. Yeah, well, well that aside, <laughs> yeah. if that moment didn't exist in a more serious book that was, like, about these kinds of things, I could accept that. Yeah. yeah. But there are, there are certain, especially if you're going to use certain tropes in your book, there are additional tropes that should be included to, to, if yeah. you're, going, and that's you're what going to match that home. Yeah. Is, is the tone is yes. mismanaged. Or, or it, so it either needed to be that they had that moment, that conversation where Rachel says, oh, you know, you weren't as bad as I thought. Either that, or it needed to be that they were legitimately situations that warranted this, but she came to terms with them without having the conversation. Right. Yeah. Because those are the two ways that most holiday yeah. books handle that, yeah. is either the, the daughter, you know, has a revelation about the mother on the side and just... Silently she has the revelation. Have, she needed to have self-reflection that was reflected in yeah, the book. Yeah, the book. Yeah. Or she needed to have an overt but conversation with another. Yeah, yeah, but the problem yeah. is, is the book, when it comes to Rachel's perspective, is everything Rachel views negative about herself. The only positive things that we get about Rachel are from Jake's point of view. It's like the character was split. Their view on themselves was split into two extreme opposites. I so we could never sorry have for those him. Moments. He is going to deal with that negative oh Nelly for the know, rest of his I fucking life. That. Because they ain't going to get a divorce. I mean, for some reason, he looked like you see all these positive traits that he says she has that she does not display at all in the book. I think like, that's one of my notes in yeah, here, too. It's, it's like, like, yeah. What they're saying about each other and what the author is actually writing them as. Not so at all. Yeah. My only defense to that, defense to that, because I'm, I'm playing a lot of devil's advocate today. You is, are. I'm like, <laughs> this way, that way, this way, that way. Um, is, and, and, when when you have a chronic illness or a mental disorder that doesn't really go away, you just learn how to manage it, um, you, you don't tend to view yourself positively and you don't tend to be aware of what others find to be positive about you. It's it's very easy to see yourself as a burden and, yeah. and kind of okay. any, right. any sort of positive so, any sort of positive. So, so uh, I don't know about actions. I'm yeah. going to finish my point real quick though. Yeah. It's very easy for you to see yourself as a very like a burden and not be able to recognize or accept positive traits but than that, other people. But but there should be displays of those positive traits. And it could be as the author is writing her self insert that it's she difficult for yeah. her to write those positive traits in yeah. because she doesn't That's exactly want she doesn't what I want was it, she, it's hard for her to write that she could as a as herself potentially be displaying those positive traits but that pisses me off to no end because the only reason this is my perception of what's mm -hmm. been written that Jacob was able to accept her completely and her disabilities cuz his mother had MS and that made yeah. me so angry People without disabilities in their lives, whether it be others or themselves, can learn to love and accept somebody's disabilities. Because yeah. oftentimes, in the case of Jacob's story himself, his father couldn't accept the fact that the mother had MS yeah. and disappeared yeah. on both of them. But she couldn't find somebody that, that could learn to love her, oh, well, except for her perfect best friend. <laughs> okay, Mickey, let's discuss Mickey because I know both of you have thoughts and I'm pointing to Sarah and Kim 
for those who can't see. So who wants to start discussing? You start. I want oh. you to start. Oh, no, I'm scared. <laughs> I, can, I can start for my little... Yeah. Oh, you didn't miss out on much. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> from from get-go, I thought Mickey was going to be a subverted uh, romance uh, lead and that the entire book was going to be about... What's his name? Jacob. Jacob. And then at the end, you would go, oh, actually, it was Michael all along. That's what it seemed and like it from, from been. get-go. And it should have been. It, that's what it seemed like she was writing from get-go. And then the Except first she, introduction of Jacob. She made him too flamboyant yeah. until she finally dropped the ball and said, oh, you're gay. Which I think is kind of a cop-out. Yes. That he has, well, another he has trope. two, two uh, you know, his, his lesbian mothers. And so, oh, he's gay, too. And it's like... Yeah, I was like, why like, that seems uncomfortable. That? Like, that, that's, that's, a, not, that's an uncomfortable... Revelation. And statistically improbable. Yeah, like, yeah, it does, it's that like, seems... But it's like, oh, the two gay parents somehow had a gay child. Well, like, they adopted okay, him, too. Yeah. I know, but it's like, yeah. oh, did they raise him to be gay? Exactly. Oh, I know. Which is like, oh, okay, that's... Such an offensive... And that's... Yeah. It's like, uh, that's what I wrote. Hate that Mickey had to be gay. And even if the, even if her and Mickey didn't end up in... Yeah, he doesn't have to... Be, yeah, but he doesn't have to be gay. Straight people can have a profound... Straight people that are of opposite sex can have a profound, loving, caring, supportive relationship. Platonic relationship. Platonic relationship that doesn't end up with them having sex or ending up together. And I wanted that story badly in this. And no, no, I wanted that story badly in a lot of stories that uh, come down to gay relationships. Oh, I can't write (laughs) gay relationships. I won't because I can't. (laughs) I know too many gay people to, to not, to, it feels, it, it, it would feel, disingenuous. It, yeah, it would feel very disingenuous. No, like I know, I'm, I know. I'm, 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 I'm teasing I'm troping their lives and that's, that's just not what I, yeah. I would do. But anyway, Sarah. Sorry, we totally took that over. I apologize. That's no, fine. I was listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mickey. Um, yeah, he was just a big old walking stereotype. Um, the flamboyant best friend who basically just exists to make Rachel feel better about herself and tell her how great she is, which... But is the cause of all of her problems. What? How was he the cause of all her problems? Because she thought that Jacob had set her up for a prank and he was actually oh, the one who had done yes. it out of jealousy. The, the, oh, yeah. Yes. And Mark just shook his head. Did you get to the big thing at no, camp? No, so yeah. I know what happened at camp because that was the that's the entire Right, first so they had their first kiss. So I... I read the section, um, so Jacob introduced the fact that he thought that she was pranking her really early on in the book. Yeah. And I went, oh, fuck me. Like, it can't just be that somebody made a mistake and, like, got over it. It has to be some third party influencing bullshit. Mickey uh, was Mickey. jealous of their yeah. friendship, their is... relationship, because it was impending on his friendship with her. So he convinced all the boys in their box to go out. I'm sorry. You don't, you don't have a friendship with somebody for... Nearly 30 years. Nearly 30 years and not bring that up at some point when it's clearly... He traumatized her. Yeah, it's a very... It's a very... It's like... I have, having been there was somebody who's never been, a question. He Mickey knew yeah, what so, her so, trauma was yeah. from the get go. Because she talks about it constantly. Yeah. I will say I, that's one of the character aspects of her character that I didn't really like all that much. In that it didn't seem that extreme. Most people, I would say, the vast majority of people go through some form of bullying throughout their mm-hmm. life. That wasn't that extreme. That no, was just, I, it was I, just the boys were in their bushes and saw their yeah. first kiss. Like, oh, that's just sort no. of normal like, level of, like, quote-unquote bullying. Like, that, that 
should not have been nearly as traumatic as it was for her. Well, but and some what, people respond poorly. What she poorly. did to him was worse. Yeah. Granted, she didn't know she did it to him. Yeah. But she, he sh- he was standing on the ballroom floor with flowers in hand to give her to declare his 13... Weren't they like 13? They were like yeah. 13, yeah. Undying love. No, they weren't even 13 because he hadn't I gone through... 12. Yeah, they were 12 because he hadn't yeah. gone through... Yeah, 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 that's right. He hasn't done so yet. And she didn't show up. Yeah. Oh, and everyone thought that he gave her mono. Yeah. When actually it was the other and, camper and who kept knew. stealing her water bottle. She knew and she lit the entire camp. These are people that have known each other their entire life. She called it's all It's an entire of their community. Camp. Yeah, she called all of her camp friends and said, come help me fix the ball. And she so, told them all that he no, gave No, no, she mono. let them think they... Yeah. She said, I had mono, and they went, oh, you must have gotten it from Jacob, because they had all witnessed and them she, kissing. Which, and she didn't change, didn't correct them. Which every single one of those things is a normal 12-year-old interaction yeah. with each other. However, most at 29, people... At 29, most people aren't living through those traumas yeah. anymore. Like, yeah. like uh. That's a thing. But they most so, people, so, especially, especially. So we'll even assume that maybe it was traumatic for her because for some reason she's having difficulty dealing with this. The fact that this is such a major plot point for everybody involved. Yeah, in it, that's weird. So that's let, the weird part. Let, so now I'm going to do my little devil's advocate thing because here's part of the magic of this story. So I'm doing magic in quotes. This is the Christmas magic. This is the Hanukkah magic. Holiday. This, we'll call it holiday magic. Okay. Holiday, holiday magic. magic. Um, I, you keep saying that, and I keep not remembering to say I it. I know. Um, they talk about, and I don't know the term, they talk about how in Jewish culture, there is a someone it's, for you. It starts with a B. It's and, not a soulmate. Well, they, so they, but it's a shared. Yes. It, what's that? The Bashar. Yeah. yeah. So the, the point is they are this. Yeah. Even though they met at 12, and, and that's where I get, I'm like, okay, whatever, these 12 years olds did not fall in love with each other. Everyone knows you're, relationships you, at 12. No, everyone knows forever. that you are at 11 exactly who you're going to be for the rest of your exactly. life. That's just a known fact. But Harry Potter knew it, yeah. everyone knows it. That's yeah. just who you're going to be. So, but that was what the, the magic was supposed to be, is that these two were cut from the same cloth, they were meant to be together, and um, so that was supposed to be that magic. Or they were, they were, okay, so to clarify, it's that, that concept isn't necessarily that they're like soulmates and they're perfect for each other. It's that they continue to help each other learn and grow. That, that concept is, is this is someone who is slightly opposite of you and you continue to challenge each other in a healthy way, which Which ironically enough does not feel like (laughs) what's going on in this book. That's not even remotely Um, Yeah. But yeah, so that that's what this magic was supposed to be. Yeah, and, and it and it, it dropped. Think. Yeah, and maybe the maybe ball dropped if, on yeah, it. Uh, 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 you're funny, Amber. Uh, yeah. Maybe if I were Jewish reading this, it would it would translate because this would be a part of my history, my my upbringing, my knowledge. For me, it didn't translate well. No, because I can say wholeheartedly, I don't I don't know that necessarily that being Jewish is required to understand it because the facts are the characters were not written to help each other grow mm. and adapt and change because they she very clearly outlines that the concept isn't soulmates the concept is this is the ideal person for you to become your ideal person when you are together you learn to be your best self so Jacob is the best self is serving somebody else and her best self is taking from him and so, so that's where the character construct is the failure here, yeah, not, yeah, exactly. not the I would, concept. I would say that 
a good majority of cultures throughout the entire world have some similar concept yeah. of yeah. a soulmate or right. the ideal person or whatever. Right. So I would I would argue that's not necessarily a maybe the specifics of it, but it's not necessarily a Jewish concept. Like right. that's, yeah. at least not exclusively. So even as an outsider, I don't think it should be that difficult for you to be able to understand this concept and accept it. Yeah. And feel that it applies and to the situation. That it's a, to the situation. However, comma, that's that's not what happened. Mm-mm. It's very ineffectually written. Yeah. So I think it was it was taking a really cool and potentially being being able to tie into really cool like Jewish culture and like certain concepts and just not executing on it very yeah. well. However, oddly enough she executed it very well for the parents. Because it came up in a description and, and the mother was explaining why her and the father worked so well together. And when that was described and explained, I was like, oh, I get this. Because she's she, she's science-based. She she likes to be outgoing and extroverted and likes holding the big community as well as he's rabbi. He's more religious-based. He was an introvert, but he's intelligent and, yep. and slower thinking and, and steady. And when she then was like, well, but we are this, I was like, oh, okay. I could see those two characters, and in that brief, like, two-page explanation, I was like, I get what you're going for. These two main characters are not it. So, I think a lot of character issues that the author runs into is the fact that one of her characters is a self-insert, very obviously, and she's having difficulty, and I feel like potentially a lot of these characters are people she actually knows, most so, early on books are yeah, when yeah. somebody's so, first book. Exactly. Your, your and so I think a lot of the issues she's running into is that she's writing what she sees, but she doesn't necessarily have the character motivation to understand what's going on. She doesn't want to write herself in a certain way. She doesn't want to write her potential love interest in a certain way. And, but none of these concepts are are meshing together. They're not. These characters aren't... They don't feel real. They feel like very basic tropes that could work in a certain type of book, but don't they're, they don't line like, up. They don't line I, up. I won't say they're as, as base as one dimensional. No, they're but probably they're just two dimensional, but they're they're not well, getting three or four dimensional. You're not getting any depth. So I'll say this. I think you look at Toby, you look at the parents, you look at the other people. Yes, they clearly are people that the author has seen, has interacted with. Jacob, Mickey, and Rachel are not real people. No. She didn't it doesn't feel like she looked at someone and evaluated that person and pulled from them. It feels like a self-insert and then a romanticization of how she'd like someone to perceive her and then a trope. Mm-hmm. And so so if every character has flaws cuz when mm-hmm. you write you're supposed to write flaws into characters, what is Jacob's flaw? I have no idea. It's just too he's damn wealthy. So fuck <laughs> <laughs> him and his money. No, I think he's really bad at his the, job. The, the implication <laughs> was supposed to be that he was like slightly blundering, but that doesn't quite work with being that's the like CEO. A character clumsy. Uh, yeah, it's, well, oh, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. It, it was because oh. he like seemed like socially awkward, but wasn't socially awkward. Like everything that possibly could what, be. Where do you get? He gets seemed socially awkward. He had women hanging off. Yeah, of well, him. That, no, that's what I'm saying. Is I think the whole the whole matzah ball thing was, was supposed to con- the matzah costume was supposed to. Matzah costume. Matzah costume. Matzah costume. <laughs> okay, let it go. Matzah let it go. ball costume. Matzah ball costume, because. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> it, it was yeah. made out of matzah, so it was a matzah, matzah costume. costume. <laughs> it just sounds weird. Um, <laughs> Let that one go. 
<laughs> I think that was supposed to show us that like he couldn't read the room. Well, that's certainly true. It's like and it was true, but like it didn't. A good idea? It mm-hmm. didn't mesh with everything else we knew about him, because he could not read well, Rachel. He didn't seem to be able to read Shamal as well. It like meshed in the sense that these two are still 12 year olds. Yeah, oh my God. yeah, exactly. It's like he didn't. But yeah, but I, I think he was supposed to have like some inability to read people, but like. But that doesn't make sense for his character um, background, considering exactly. his job. Yeah. He, no, and that's he the thing. He has to read his clients. He has so, to be able to read okay. a room. And it goes through an entire section where he talks about how he reads people so well. So I'm going to pause for just a second. And we were talking Can about something. Yeah. Sorry. And you met him, so yeah. 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 He, am I wrong? No, now? you're totally right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just. Yeah. It's like, how? You wouldn't have progressed this far. If these yeah. truly were character flaws of yours, you, you would not have super, gotten super where you're rich. at. Yeah. You yeah. wouldn't have gotten where you're yeah. at. Um, so yeah. It, it, are you, did you pause it? No, no, we're still we're, we're oh, recording okay. again. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it just like. His character doesn't work. It, it's not the strongest first book, because I'm nearly positive it's her first it book. It says it's her first book. Yeah. Assuming she hasn't read or written 20 Christmas novels. Secretly. <laughs> um, it's not the strongest first book. I think I'm mostly disappointed with the fact that I, I really was excited for the Hanukkah element of it. I was really excited to see what... For someone who is Jewish, even if it's a minor holiday, there are plenty of other holidays that like are minor that people fall in love with, and it's their favorite holiday. And so I was I was looking forward to being exposed and falling in love with this holiday with somebody else from a perspective that I didn't know. Yeah. And that's what I felt like I was sold on, but not what I was given. Yeah. And it's it's disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. Um and the elements that she did execute that could have been potential. If she had made this just about chronic illness, it would have been amazing. Mm-hmm. If she had just made this about the Jewish ho- Jewish community, that would have been amazing. Even those two things together would have been amazing. But when you add in this weird dichotomy with how Christmas is handled as a book or how love interests are handled or romance, it just became too much. I think... From again, from what I've heard you guys talking, and from what little I've read of the book, she suffers from a lack of confidence in any one of those things. So, so I feel like a lot of very early authors, their issue is their, you know, the concept of conflict and and having to have stakes in things. And I feel like a lot of early writers think that those need to be like really big stakes in order for the reader to care. But like, they don't need to be super high stakes. I can be completely invested in the, the most mundane things yeah. as long as they're written well and as long as I believe the characters genuinely are concerned about these things. Or the author becomes too excited. and Because yeah. I don't know if it's necessarily like a, a lack of confidence here. I think there was just so much that was desired to throw at this story. Yeah. And there wasn't consideration as to how well those elements function together. Together. Yeah. Um, which is is too bad because there was there was There's so many potential, potential elements. Oh, yes. This book had a lot of potential. that just didn't they didn't come together well. So um, I have to rage hate on something else. Okay, yes. Um, come on in, you can come in. Okay, you were gonna rage hate on something. <laughs> so she, my question is: Is there anything she can't do? Because she writes Christmas books when she didn't experience Christmas at all. 
Um, That's how she best knows the magic, Mom. <laughs> she's a party planner <laughs> who's never planned a party uh, and barely leaves her fucking house. She, she's party. she's a Jewish woman. She knows how to plan a party. A million dollars. She's party. a mixologist who write, who creates brand new drinks. Delicious ones. Delicious it's, ones it's that because everybody wants. She, Christmas, Christmas is all about drinks. You you only drink on Christmas. Traditional Hanukkah Jewish food and puts a new spin on them that oh, everyone is cooks. amazed about and you know, when, standing when, around when, eating when, constantly. When you're tired constantly, you think about what to cook yourself and you like experimenting with food. But sarcasm. I oh, know, sarcasm. I know, but that irritated so, the living shit out of me. One thing Martin, I will say. you mix drinks. Yeah. How hard is it to create a, a new, new mixed drink? drink? It is insanely difficult. Like, so mixology has been a thing for a very long time. Most flavors have been paired together already. The oh, ones going to call it something new. The ones that worked are already in existence. The ones that don't work will get remade over and over and over again, and people will continually realize that they don't know what they're doing and that it's bad. Yeah. There are so many drinks. But she is a Christmas it book doesn't... writer, so she can par- fix a broken party. Oh, not to oh, mention... Uh... Oh, that's the other thing. She's the magic fixers of... Um, of the menorah? Of the menorah. Actually, she... that was the one that I believed the most. Why? That's what I could engineer. buy because she would have been dealing with churches and things. Yeah, being yeah, over over yeah. Right. No, that was the one I actually believed the most when she was like, "Oh yeah, I mean, what? what he, like the the my dad has one of these for the church for the the oh, she's uh, also, synagogue. She's also um what Pink does like uh, uh da, 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 the acrobatic. Da, 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 yeah, <laughs> she came up with the plan. Instead of having... Choreographer. The, a choreographer. Because she wasn't an acrobat. No, 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 but she came up with a plan to take the acrobats, which, by the Me. way, Mickey had an uh, acrobatic boyfriend. Oh. Just so that we could have this big solution, they represented the dreidels while... They were spinning. In the, in, in the, mm. ce- uh, the, the ceiling mm. of the, the party. Martin does not seem sold on this. Oh, my <laughs> ever-loving God, this woman is amazing. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. The... Gay man raised by a gay couple had a boyfriend in theatrics. Uh-huh. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, ex. Also, they didn't quite work. Also, oh. he did date like all of the gay men in New York, apparently. So yeah. All so of them in New York? All of them, yes. In New York. In New York. Oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just couldn't find a stable relationship. Or and it, and it, it, it really it was disappointing that this oh. is... It, this was actually a good representation of Jewish culture... I wish she'd have left gay culture out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and when she said that telling her family or whatever that she wrote Christmas books was going to be harder than what Mickey did, where he came out on at his harvest. <laughs> oh, fucking God. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> A man of color coming out to his entire religious community. Yeah, but Christmas at his bar mitzvah yeah. is bar the same mitzvah. as her telling her parents. No, it's the, easier. It's yeah. easier yeah, than her telling her parents, who at the end of the book went, "Oh, we're discussing this now." We've known all along because <laughs> you know she kept the Christmas train hidden from them. Some fucking how when everybody else walked into her apartment, heard it. Yeah. The only thing, the only thing I will say to somewhat play devil's advocate for them, he did have two gay. Mother, yes, so I, I, it's not the community would have already shunned them at that point if it was yeah. going to be an issue. So, 
However, comma, that is not an easy thing to do, even when everyone already expects exactly. you to be coming yeah. well, like, and, yeah. and I think, I think it was supposed to show how selfish the main character is in her yeah. perception. But still, uh, that just, But that's... it definitely does not hit Co- well coming, coming, <laughs> as a reader. Coming out. Particularly when we hadn't been introduced, really, to how the parents act, to even have some validity in believing that they would be against it. Yeah, we had yeah, just been just, told what they do. The, the only thing, again, that I'll say is, like, coming out and as, as um, a potential, like, you know, uh, minority uh, is not the same as coming out and telling people, you have a successful fucking career. Like, that's yeah, like, hey, secretly I have a successful yeah. career. Making millions on Yeah, books. like, oh my and god. Enough to afford thing. a multi-room apartment in New York. New York. How much you wrote twenty books? How much money are you making? And four movies. And four and movies. Four mo- like that's not even remotely the same. Oh, oh yeah, that was the other thing. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. no, no, it did, Ri- did not hit well. Writers don't make that much money. There no. are maybe f- no five writers in the entire world that have made that kind of money. Yeah, yeah. no, you, um, don't, you don't make that kind of money. Yeah, Mm-mm. and you're not living in New York. No. no. And if you are, you're not living in that kind of New York. <laughs> yeah, but he's so rich. He can f- char- charter a plane from France and bring his French uh, Martha, Martha um, to come and take care of his his love interest. And she still pissed so, off. Not even, and they weren't even hooking up or anything no, at that point. No, she was still angry. That was the other thing that pissed me off. Mickey finally confesses, I'm the one that did this. And she was still pissed off at Jacob about yeah. it. yeah. I'm like, why are you still pissed at him? He didn't do anything to you. He fell in love with you, kissed you. How dare he? And you disappeared. That son of a bitch. He disappeared off the fucking planet and it refused to acknowledge his because existence. Because some boys were standing in the bushes while you kissed. Yeah. As if, you know, when you go to camp and you're, you're sneaking out, I'm sorry, that entire cabin could have followed them and they wouldn't have known because they were too focused on the fact that they were going to, they were going to, well, okay, okay, now I got to know. So they kissed, yes. How do I have this conversation without giving up? Okay. She talked about how they laid under a blanket <laughs> together I... and he put his hands down her pants. So mm. that's not what I took from that. I did think that's where that was going. I th- Okay, because she says, I put my sweater in over my lap and his hand went under the sweater and I went, Oh boy. Yeah, exactly. And it goes, and then he slipped his fingers in my fingers and we held our hands. Oh, yeah. I didn't. Okay, maybe I yeah. was you. Just like, yeah. oh, holy shit. Yeah. He slipped his fingers in my. What the oh, fuck? That, that was either poorly written or she was writing intentionally to be like, what the fuck are these people? Yeah. And so I, yeah. I think the implication was the idea of even a boy and a girl holding hands together at camp. Oh, um, yeah. At a Jewish camp. I, I totally was, thought he was fingering her. We've talked no, about fingering I was before. Afraid that no, no. It did feel like it was setting up to that. And because I, I, that's why when you're like they were doing that and I'm like did we read and then I remember you listened to the audio because I went back and read that and I was like what did I just read yeah like I stopped it right before they said holding hands I was like what the fuck <laughs> yeah I was like oh, oh. we're holding yeah, hands and I was so like great. okay okay we're not about to have some young very young 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 children do some very not young young cor- appropriate I mean, it's things been written about before it yeah. is but yeah. so far that was very off tone. <laughs> Because I don't, by the end of this book, they didn't even, like, hook up. I think they kissed. 
and yeah. implied that they were oh and they were gonna get they were gonna have a child but like we didn't have like in terms of romance like yeah. there wasn't any like there was no stupendously romance. intimate moments there was no chemistry so the no this was like oh, a one no on a spice. spice. It wasn't even salt. The and spice. Pepper. The spice was when we thought there was going to be spice. <laughs> when we, we were implanting the spice, uh, there, there was no, no spice. spice. They barely got along through the entire book. There was barely romance. Oh. Yeah, no, I would say there was zero romance. Yeah, yeah. there was. I don't know. I've not read. Have I read en- Enemies to Lovers yet? Have we done one yet that I've? The closest is from Blood and Ash. And I like, hated it's a that weird... fucking book, right? No, you loved the first one. Okay. Well, I think she liked it. I don't know if she loved it. No, she yeah. liked it. She but gave it like a four stars. Blue. That could count as an enemy. I give everything Red, four stars. Yeah, Red, White, and Royal Blue was enemies to lovers. Yeah, well, there was more romance than that, and that one lacked romance considerably. Um... <laughs> Sarah no, there was no that romance. Book. Don't shame Sarah. And I am not shaming you. There <laughs> no, was no romance in there. I don't think you read the <laughs> <laughs> I will say there was romance in there. Oh, it was okay. just. It was yeah. Well, people have watched it and listened to that episode the most. You could go back well, and okay, listen to and it so, and know my feelings on that one. But that is romance. That is okay, more romance fine, than this. There was romance. In a traditional Christmas holiday book. <laughs> you Christmas have you have moments of interaction that are intimacy intimacy no intimacy the thing yeah, they that, have no like they, genuine they, interaction except for the, the one in. weird scene in the bathroom where they had to turn off the lights without touching the light switch oh what the was that and she's grabbing him and I'm like what the hell is happening in this bathroom I do not understand what is happening in this bathroom but she was just acting weird, and he was just like, I don't know what's she happening in this bathroom. The whole book looks oh, weird. she was weird. The Santa scene. Yeah. Oh, God. That was Santa scene. terrifying. Oh, my God. You missed the Santa scene. She was having an existential crisis. Existential. She, existential. So she went to go talk to Santa, and the poor man who was pretending to be Santa is like, why the fuck are you back here? I back. Asked, back. I asked you not to come back. Oh and she's God. like, please she just listen to me. on his lap. She climbs into his lap. Paying puts money. her arm around him, gets to the end and says, this is cheaper than therapy. As this man is going, could you yeah, please, like, get off, please, please get, get off. off, please don't come back. I don't know how many his While his wife well, is standing there Mrs. with Mrs. Claus. I don't no, think actually... she says his wife, Mrs. Claus. But I think that was no. her mental, like... No. Yeah, I, I don't know. I got the picture. I know. Mrs. But so either way. His wife so, is standing so, there to take a picture. She has... Not a love of Christmas, but a unhealthy obsession. Oh, massive! Yeah. Which is, but it only comes up like every once. It's not only like when they like it wants to make her really feel extreme. Yeah, it comes like up. You forget okay. about it, and then it comes. But back. then she has the picture of her and her and Santa in her house, and her and Jacob finds it, and he's like. What's and then this? she says again, it's cheaper than therapy. It's cheaper than therapy. How he did not go red flag, red flag, run. run. Yeah. At that point. <laughs> Oh, felt bad for that poor man. And then, and so then it takes us three quarters of the book to get to where she finally realizes Jacob's the one. And then they go to the house. They're going to hook up. And she has to go to the bathroom or be on the phone or some such I thing. Can't I remember. can't remember. And then he reads the manuscript mm-hmm. that she's read. And then we he forgives her in 
the next well, chapter. Almost. Yeah, I was pissed at that point because I thought, okay, the book's over, yay! And then I look at no, the thing, and I still had two hours and forty five minutes to listen to. Yeah. Oh no, she, she does, does that weird. Yeah. She does like, the marathon run. Yeah. To the monster ball, ball. Climbs yeah. up the building, climbs through, like runs <sighs> around the building. But this is a, yeah. and then jumps up on main stage. Martin's like, like I love Christmas. I, he's like, I did not <laughs> miss anything. Stop reading for the book for a reason. So. Yeah. Yeah. No. But the point I was getting at was. Jacob resolves his problems with her. It's never even addressed. He he never gets the opportunity to say, "You viewed me this way." Yeah. You thought I was this Grinch. No, he's just madly in love with her. Oh, that was so awful. Anyway, for who she used to be—that's the other thing. It was he was madly in love with who she was before she was he diagnosed. Was, was, I was going to say he was madly in love with a twelve-year-old. Yeah. yeah. Which is so I guess we make him a pedophile. Yeah, Okay. Well, we are now getting to weird points. Yeah. Well, is there anything else you guys want to say? I think I covered all my dazzled wheelchair. That was weird, right? Oh, oh my god! Again, that's for that whole in love with with who she was, not who she yeah, is, and un- unable to get past like the twelve year old mentality because and, and he has a weird world. obsession with crafting. And I say this as someone who sews in crochets. Yes. How did she not get devoured by rats in the matzo ball costume? She's in New York. <laughs> Good point. You can't put that much food in one place in New York. Everyone knows. Like she leaves it in a storage closet overnight. She should. It, it, yeah. it should be gone or full yeah, of rats yeah. when she goes to. I can't believe that it's supposed to be a high-end hotel, and they were like, "Yeah, you can wander yeah, around yeah, here in a matzo-covered ball." Costumes, all, or not yeah. costumes, crumbs all over the place and so, smelling up the place because it smelled. Yeah. It, okay. I found the discovery of her not hating being in a wheelchair uncomfortable. And I I know we would have to really probably pull it out and dig into it to really get into it, but I found that portion uncomfortable. Did she? Did she? Yeah, she's like, oh, I could get used to She said, I could get used to this. And I, he, can, I can accept this. And he said, okay, you just sit there and tell everyone what to do and we'll be your... your We'll do what you want. Yeah. It, it, it was it was weird. It was... It she, didn't stand out gets, too much more than anything else. Honestly, I was like, it's bedazzled. The idea of being someone who doesn't like being out in public and you are in now a pink, flashy, bedazzled yeah, wheelchair. Like, bedazzled. And she doesn't necessarily like being in a wheelchair. It's like, well, then let's draw more attention to Yeah, her. with her name on it. I think yeah. it had her but name see, bedazzled what, on yeah, it. And I was just point, like... That's the point that I'm saying. She she spent three quarters of this book discussing how much she didn't want anybody to know no, that she yeah. had a, a condition. And she's just yeah. in the middle of a ballroom just like, yeah. do this, do that. I could get used to this. Yeah. It was, it was weird. It was weird. Okay, but it so, felt, at that point, I was like, this is no weirder than the rest of this, so okay. Yeah, that might be why I didn't really... Yeah. yeah. Other than I was, like, bedazzled. I'm like, really? Really? That water bottle gave her mono, and you bedazzled her wheelchair to look like it. <laughs> Remember your mono. <laughs> like, maybe, maybe... I you... had to put the two things <laughs> Based off of twelve-year-old pink child, Rachel Rubenstein Goldblatt, um, and not on being a (laughs) and not on being a grown woman. I don't believe that man has ever dated anyone. It says in here (laughs) that he dated 
Like all the French women. All of them. No, she assumes he didn't ever say that. She says he must no, have dated he all the French women. addresses the fact oh. that he dated well, a lot of women. I don't believe it. I don't either. Because I'm sorry. He is mentally 12. There are only a very limited number of women who I could look at and go, yeah. So she'd want a bedazzled pink wheelchair. So this author loved what's the um BDSM movie? Fifty Shades of Grey? She without all of the BDSM, <laughs> she loved that male character. The super rich Christian Grey. Okay, yes. you wanted to I was not sure you were going with it. It's not just like a generic romantic lead. I mean it's super Edward rich, Cullen, super it's, it's right, but super there's promiscuous. It's kind of a thing that Christian Grey yeah. like, took it to a different level. Oh. Because he's not confused. just rich, he's super rich. He doesn't do have all of these great skills. He has all the great skills. So I I was very confused <laughs> because I thought you were trying to tell me that at some point I've never watched the movies, I've never read the books, I have no interest. They're a horrible representation of BDSM culture. Yes. Um I thought you were trying to tell me at some point he gives her a potato. <laughs> He's got the perfect hair. He's got the perfect eyes, although we don't know what color they are. But he has them. But then, and you he's know, buff. He's they're, buff. They're oh, yeah. that color. Yeah. Yeah. That color. Matter. That color. They're perfect. The color. He's got the perfect job. Oh, and, and the whole playing on Coachella and she, the, the, all the, What was it? Launchella. Launchella. Yeah. And then the failed one, the fire, the, the fire, fire festival. Oh, yeah. yeah, the fire festival. I'm like. I can believe he's he managed to get. <laughs> <laughs> he managed to actually do a successful fire festival. <laughs> but couldn't manage a Jewish party. But he couldn't. He couldn't Even though the I got the implication that all the rest of them were well, no, because yeah, this was the first Jewish. I don't know. It was. It was weird. It was weird. I think at an hour and twenty eight minutes, the best we've established is this was weird. It was. It was. It was. Okay. I mean, also poorly written. Did we not establish that? Yeah. Well, we've been kind of boring. teetering on that. It was weird, and that made it feel poorly written. I think she's a good writer. I think she needs to not play with words so much. I think um, she needs to pare it down. Yeah. Stop going and back to camp. <laughs> no, I think I think writing-wise, it was fine. Especially for potentially the first book. Right. It's, and it's, a romance. And a romance. It was fine. I've read much better romance than Yes, Sarah, we know you are very prolific in the romance sector now. I know. And you like the quirky, quirky, non-traditional romance books. Well, I'm sorry. So, this was quirky and non-traditional. Yes, but this was supposed to use a lot of the tropes of the kind of a romance that you would find at the grocery this, store. This, this is quirky and non-traditional, but it wasn't meant to, to be. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll give you that. Yeah. <laughs> That's not the intention of the book. That's just what it ended it's up as. Kind, kind yeah. description. But yeah, I think we've I think we've chewed it up and spit it out. Yep. Oh, 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 one no. last thing. Okay. So if you listen to the, the, the audiobook, the the um, narrator chooses oh. to give voices to people. She gives him Batman voice. So every time he talks, is <laughs> this Female girl. I'm Rachel. Rachel. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel dressed up like this now. <laughs> <laughs> we 
that man. Get out of my head. <laughs> I don't want to listen to this anymore. Rachel. 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 <laughs> Have this pink wheelchair. <laughs> it glitters. <laughs> I bedazzled it for you. Anyway, anyway. Fox made this wheelchair for you. I'm now, I'm now just picturing what's his name doing the voice for the Batman Legos. <laughs> uh, anyway, Will, so. William Arnett is it William Arnett? I can't remember. Oh. I think so. I, I think so. Will Arnett, yeah. Will yeah. Arnett, yeah, yeah. But now I'm just imagining his voice. So anyway, that's talking about a wheelchair. The, oh, the no. ebook on this audio book, um, audio book. Uh, yeah, not ebook, audiobook. If you listen to the audiobook, uh, you're, you're, you're gonna be full on Batman. Certain, certain people shouldn't try and do certain uh-uh. voices. Okay, so starting to wrap us up. Sarah, how exciting did you find this book? I gave it a two. Okay, Kim, how exciting? One. One. I didn't finish. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> Zero. Uh, I'll, did I give it a two? <laughs> I'll give it a three. I was neutral. I didn't find it super exciting. I didn't find it super not exciting. Um, it, it was a book. I was yeah, rolling true. my... It was a book. I was, I was physically rolling my eyes at any point that should have been exciting. Yeah. Particularly the whole slapstick matzo ball rolling oh, down. And- God. Anyways, not to go back to that. Okay, so then ease of reading, Sarah. I give that a two as well because I. it was probably easy to read, but... Boy, you've had to read it. You've had to <laughs> take it in. Kim? One. One. In, 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 you in, wanted in. to stop, so yeah, that doesn't surprise I, me. I, 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 yes. yes. Mine, mine was a three. It was neutral. It, okay. it, like, I could read it, but, like, Does it wasn't... Does not get to rate? No, I don't get to rate that one, apparently. <laughs> Ease of reading. Ease of reading. I'd say a two or a three. Like, okay. I didn't enjoy the story. I found it very boring, but, like... I wasn't confused at any point. I just okay. thought the things were very... We kind of... Uh, ease of reading, we kind of... It, it's kind of a, a fluid thing with us, so... Yeah. Kind of two or three. Yeah. yeah. And then emotional reaction, Sarah. I gave it a two because I didn't like it, but I wasn't, like, crying with rage. Okay. That's fair. The first half, I would actually... Had, had it stuck with the first half, I would have actually probably really liked this book, and I would have given it... Um, like a five. I was really interested in what was happening and then the slapstick started and it got fucking stupid. So, um, I'll give it a one. Okay. Again, didn't finish it. Yeah. I it horribly boring. I'll, I'll give it a, a zero. I okay. Just... I gave it a three. So, Sarah, overall stars. One. One. I'm not shocked. Not at all. Yeah. I can't remember what I gave it on Goodreads. Two. I think you gave two. it a two. Did I? Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll say two. That, that okay. works for me. Um, for me personally, I'd probably give that a one or a zero. I think if you're zero, zero's <laughs> <laughs> like wait, can I wait. say zero stars? I mean, I would give this one to yeah, because there are certain other there, ones. I, I, yes, I we're aware. Say it, please. You've referenced it every episode in the last like six episodes <laughs> since it. So please, hey. what book would you give a zero? Uh, I I know what the cover looks like. Oh, in, in the, the rabbit is dark. dark. Okay, all right. So a one or a zero for me. I feel like there would be people who would enjoy this book. Yeah. Just, just, it's just. I mean, so, statistically speaking, there are I mean, a lot of people. It's just so wildly <laughs> so, outside of anything I would choose to read on my own that, yeah, it just, it doesn't. Do you remember the song which dragged you into reading, uh, you know, a. a oh, I, no, I don't. I don't. Because we, we first, we first brought up the fact that it was a Christmas book. 
Um, a holiday book. A holiday book. No, when we were talking well, yeah. about it, it was a Christmas book, but it, Hanukkah. Hanukkah. And you started singing some song, which is... Don't write me a love song, but you said, don't write me a Hanukkah song. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it was... And so you were singing that. Yeah. So I will give this as three. And I'm going to caveat something on on all of this, is... I'm offended on behalf of all the books I liked. What? Nothing. You're caveating something. I hope that comes through. Anyway. My caveat on this is, I give this a three... I say if you like romance books and are curious and, and, and haven't read it, consider reading it and being aware of what we are only because at the end of this, I got to the end of it and I went, I wish there were more Hanukkah books of this style that I could actually legitimately compare it to to get a better basis from. Yeah. I want more of this stuff. And, and that was genuinely what we approached this with. If you've gotten through all of this and aren't like mad at us at all the hating, we we wanted all of us entered the well most of us entered this <laughs> I beg your pardon. I thought I was gonna like this book. Okay. Like, I wanted to read it second because the other book I was like, I'm yeah. not gonna like that one, but I had to read this one first. Okay. Well I wasn't sure when I so suggested I it. Okay. So we easy. we all went into it expecting a nice, fun, lighthearted read. We really were not expecting an hour and a half of just ripping it apart. Um, we're always interested in you getting to get have exposure to cultures and trying to find great representation for them. I do think the author succeeded at that. I yes, think she gave I us agree. a solid understanding of the Jewish community. I think the plot is the flaw here. Mm-hmm. And, and characters. That's, that's part of the plot. plot. Um, <laughs> and so I would love to see more of these types of books tried so that the right formula for them that actually legitimately works for them can be found and read. Yes. I would like to say that if on the off chance the author ever hears this. Oh God, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah I'm I, sorry. I we, we are, we I critique. tried. <laughs> we critique. I would really like another book from you about Jewish culture, about um, disabilities, um, and navigating life as a Jewish person with disabilities or just in New York. I, I, yeah, I could envision this story and take, take the, the slapstick and the, and the, 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 go ahead. I, I would like you to finish for me because I'm, yeah, I'm no, I was going to say rambling. that's actually very similar to something that I wanted to also say is that I think the author, especially if you're considering reading this book, please do. I would hate for this to be. The not la- read the last, because of us. Not read because of us. And I also think I would, I would hate for this... To be the last attempt. Last attempt. And I, I would like to read more of this author moving forward. I think that she has a lot of really good potential. Same. Like, yeah. the, the writing style was really solid. Like, I feel like a lot of authors, especially writing non-first-person stories, it can be really difficult to write yeah. that and make, have it make sense. Like, there was a lot of potential plot points. I think she had some really smart ideas. I just think the execution didn't quite land. Yep. Yeah. Um, but no, I think she has a, a, a lot of really cool potential. I'm really excited to see if, if you know. Yeah. She's got more coming. Yeah. Well, more, that's why I gave it a, a three star. Is is I didn't hate it, and I got I stepped away from it, going I wish it was something else. But I, if someone were to say, "Hey, this author's doing this book," depending on the concept, obviously. Right. I would probably go, okay, I'm going to give this another chance. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and and even if someone else said, hey, this is another Hanukkah romance book. 
I would, st- I would still try and read a different, even if it's not from her, but from someone else. If yeah. someone yeah. else came to me and said, oh, try this Hanukkah romance book, I-, I would try it. I would be curious to see how that plays out and where that magic is captured, because that that is what I was waiting for in all of this, is to I, find I the beauty. What I didn't like was the, con- the, it's not even a contrast, because they didn't yeah. discuss Christmas. I would just like a holiday Hanukkah or any, any Jewish holiday or, yeah, romance. Yeah. I would be down for it. Yeah. I'm right. always interested. You know what? Any holiday. Arbor Day. <laughs> Groundhog's Day. Let's, I want to see him. No, no, no. If we're doing a Groundhog's Day, then you get into that weird like repeat oh, over and over and over. No, over, 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 over because of one movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. I challenge authors. <laughs> Arbor Day romance. But Let's do it. I think there is one. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. But, um, no, this she's a good writer. She's yeah. a very, very good, good writer. writer. Um, stop playing with words. I, I get it. Matzo ball. It, 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 Say it one it more was, time. It, it needs to be said one more time. The first time. What? It was. It's a matzo ball. <laughs> I know. Oh. oh. <laughs> he has to the Murphy. Mic. Murphy. Come here, baby. Can we? Can he I correct love this? Love me. You're all here. But no, I would. I. I, if I would give her a second another, chance. If we get another chance, if we get another chance to read her, I wouldn't mind reading again, because then we actually have Sarah's over there going. It's like, Fuck I me. would like to decline that opportunity, <laughs> just to see if we, if, if, if in comparison, yeah. maybe it was the concept. Yeah. Maybe that was that was. Yeah. Maybe it's experience. Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. with the few more books in her mouth, she yeah. didn't really like her writing style. So oh, okay, okay. Sure. that's fair. Is it was it the flashbacks? It was the it was just everything. It was everything. so dense. She's like. He was. He didn't like the quiet, and then we get like this long thing about how his mom, like, <laughs> how things were bad when it was quiet, and, was, and, was like, and that was every trait. Anything she said, it was a thesis statement for an essay. I was like, you're just, not wrong. You're not wrong. It's like twenty five percent of the book you go through, and they haven't even gotten through twenty five hours. Like, yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. Anyway, <sighs> all right. So <laughs> Amber's like, we digress again. We digress again. So the next book we will be reading is another holiday-themed book, which Sarah is so excited oh for. God, I'm so excited for the Toymakers. <laughs> it just sounds so fun. I don't even know what it's about. I'm looking forward to it. It is... People who make toys. Yay. No. <laughs> I know. It's about some kid or something and magic. And... It... Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Please. I'm, I'm going to... So this is a UK book. It's a British book. Um, ba bum Where is the little blurb? So... It is 1917, and while war wages across Europe, in the heart of London, there's a place of hope and enchantment. The Emporium sells toys that capture the imagination of children and adults alike. Patchwork dogs that seem alive, toy boxes that are bigger on the inside, soldiers that can fight battles on their own. Into this family business comes young Kathy Ray, W-R-A-Y, for anyone curious, running away from a shameful past. The Emporium takes her in, makes her one of its own. But Kathy is about to discover that the Emporium has secrets of its own. A dark, enchanting, speculatorily imaginative novel, perfect for fans of Jesse Burton's The Miniaturist and Aaron Morgenstern's The Night Circus, which is why I think you're going to hate it. Because you hated The Night Circus. I did not like that. You hated The Night Circus. So, that's the next book we're reading. Or did that? No. It didn't sound... You only have to read the That's the eight. one that you thought of the toy... You said, I hope the toys are possessed by soldiers. Oh, yeah, yeah. I do remember mentioning that. Yeah. No, no. I mean, 
you're like, the, I if don't the toys are time. possessed by soldiers at some point in the book, you want to let me know I'll read it. <laughs> well, I, we have to order you a copy now yeah, because it's I, coming from the probably, UK. Probably not. Yeah, okay. no. We're, we're, it's actually available on e-reader if you want yeah. to go that route. That's right. He hates yeah. e-reader, and I, I can't give him my physical copy because Sarah needed that one. We'll, we'll, uh, because look me on that science fiction book. That's, that's one. We're going to do Dune. You guys are doing Dune? I, I don't know when we're doing Dune. Are we? Dune? Sorry. Okay, wait, wait. Sorry. I did it again. I you did it again. Okay. I'm going to close this out because we're now at an hour and 50, 42 minutes. And then we'll figure out what we're doing and go from there. So our intro and outro music is by Grant Newman and is called The Battle of the Nile from Epidemic Sound. Don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to Book Pile Banter. On Spotify, Amazon Music, iTunes, or whichever platform you listen to your podcasts. We'd love to hear from you on any of our social media platforms, such as Instagram or TikTok. You can find us at book underscore pile underscore banter. You can also email us at bookpilebanter at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you.